Hey, this is Brandon Ludwig, and you're listening to Beam Me Up Scotty, starring Kenny, Scotty Too Hotty Guffney, Brian Labuda, Dawson Maiman, and Trevor Dinosaur Lasur. Wednesday. How are you? Yeah. How are yeah, you? Man. Um, you know, I uh I, I can't complain, that's for sure. Um it, it's like life's been um been pretty crazy lately. I mean in a really good way, but um and and basically the last like month or so since I got that new reel put together, um, I managed to sign with a handful of new agencies and stuff around around the US. So I went from, you know, maybe getting maybe getting an audition or two a week, um, to now probably about twenty. Wow. <laughs> it's just That's yeah, insane. So oh, introduce yourself to anybody who may not know who you are. Sure. Um, I'm I'm Zach Bradley. I'm an I'm an actor. Um, I, I can I feel like I can now say um, a, a veteran actor, which is kind of crazy. But I've, I've been doing this for about the past five years, um, and I'm fortunate enough to do this full time, actually. Um, and I think that um, I, I have a lot to say about that, but I think it's a really, really interesting exercise for for anyone um, in their in their lifetime to do, whether it be acting, whether it be a garbage pickup, whether it be art, whether it be science, um, becoming a doctor, anything. I just feel like the the opportunity to fully, fully immerse yourself into a passion is something that is is really, really important to do, um, especially. Since, since we only get to have our time on this planet once, at least, um, that, that we, we know of. Um, so I, I started this journey um, back in, in 2015. I uh, was, was a really, really kind of bright kid who always kind of spent all of his time inside of his own head. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really uh, realize that until well beyond high school and well beyond college and I didn't I didn't realize how much I really struggled with that and, and even even some social anxiety until um until I feel like I kind of really became an adult and um so I worked my I worked my butt off in school because that was that was what I I was I was taught to do by my dad and by my family um I also like to say that I I was never like 
wealthy by any means financially growing up, but I was very rich when it came to uh, familiar support and love and having a really good um, a f- family connection, um, and that that definitely gave me gave me the tools early on to to at least feel comfortable to explore whatever it was I wanted to in life. So throughout high school, I did I worked my butt off, and I managed to get into the University of Chicago, which is is a, a top 10 in the world university and that was kind of my first my first i would say like big accomplishment in life that was kind of my first big proud moment and um when i got there i really had no idea what the heck i wanted to do i was just so happy and proud to be getting a good education and um so i kind of went in with an open mind and explored a lot of different things from um from psychology to chemistry to um back to pre-med um and eventually Actually, during my junior year, I I decided pre-med, that's what I'm going to do. And I loved psychology and like the mental health and mental health well-being side of things. I, I really started to understand in life that, you know, you could be physically the most healthy human being on the planet but if you're not mentally there if you aren't mentally 100 percent on top of your game and and you're not enjoying life um to the extent that that your own being will enable you to do that then you're not getting out of life what you should um so i i just i absolutely love that and the the human mind and and people and 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 studying human behavior and and thought is just so so crazy i i absolutely love that journey and experience. Um, and so I, I, I was kind of gung-ho on it. And then um, during during the latter years of my collegiate experience, I started dabbling in um, acting for fun. I got lucky and got into some, some acting courses while uh, as an undergrad. And um, I just I just loved it. I felt pretty comfortable with it right away. And I was consistently being told by the 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 instructors that I had that I had a very like natural presence for it and something that that you can't really train actors you kind of just have it or you don't so that kind of inspired me to like keep it going because I'm, I'm also the type of person who if I'm not kind of good at something right away um, I, I kind of get a little bit discouraged because I like to be the best at things that's just also kind of how I like to roll um, so that kind of inspired me to keep with it. And um, after taking some classes, I started auditioning for some student films on, on the campus through a little production company called Fire Escape Films, which operated through the University of Chicago. And uh, for, for about a full year, um, every time I was auditioning, I was getting cast and getting cast as, as leading roles in short films. So eventually I kind of, um, I was able to do it enough where um, I, I really developed kind of a comfortability on set and every single film that I, I was doing, I was getting more and more comfortable with it. Um, and my, my, my creative juices kind of kept flowing and it kept me hungry. So I, I, I eventually ended up directing a, a web series as well. And that series is called um, Sex Ed. It's actually available on my, uh, on my YouTube channel. Um, and that was my first, like, what I would say true passion project. Um, it was a five episode web series and production was about six months, you know, being students, we filmed on the weekends and everything. And it just, 
over the course of the the six months that I worked on that, it just became all encompassing. It was all I thought about from the the second I woke up to the morning to the to the second that I went to sleep at night, and I, I really had never in my whole life experienced anything like that. And um, after the six months and and um, uh, spending literally over a thousand hours learning Adobe Premiere and and editing from the ground up and doing everything myself just because I wanted to, not because I felt uh, obligated to, but just because I wanted to. It was just my own desire. Um, we, we finished it, we screened it, and the reception to the project was just absolutely insane. People could not believe that we made that project for, for absolutely no money. And um, people basically said that this was the best thing media and film-wise that this university had released up until that point. Um, so my producer at the time, my, my good, good friend, Ben Levine and I, uh, we decided to team up and at that, it was at that point where I decided to, uh, put medicine behind at least for the time being and really pursue this full time. Um, and so that was 2017. I, I, at that point had graduated from undergrad, um, and kind of just really dove headfirst into the, the film as a career from there. Um, so I, I started a Auditioning more and more for for film projects in Chicago, um, and uh, started started kind of getting some independent commercial work. Eventually, was able to land um, an agent, which got me some some more exclusive auditions and things like that for national television shows and things like that. I realized that I still had a very very long way to go, but it was exciting. Like the the. I, I felt the growth happening as as it was uh, as it was evolving. Um, and I also started to explore other elements of film as well because I, I wanted to be as busy as humanly possible. So I started exploring the casting side of things as well. And um, eventually I Ben Levine, my producer on Sex Ed and I teamed up to direct another short film actually called Self-Defense, which, we finally had a budget for and we kind of went all in on that project and it uh, ended up doing the festival circuit and we ended up getting into oh, like over 20 festivals we won a ton of awards um so it, it was just really cool like like the, the the growth that ben and i had experienced in 2017 in particular was like just just huge and to finally sort of get some uh true accolades and recognition for the work outside of you know our friends family peers uh university of chicago community um it was just cool to see that we we belonged in in this world of of filmmakers um and uh from that point on i my it's it, my focus really shifted kind of exclusively to acting and casting so um i ended up signing with actually a couple different agents until i kind of stumbled upon that one that just like really started to work for me and, and the, the relationship was really there and developed really nicely um but i i then through through 2018 and 2019, that was kind of like the first, not slow period, um, but things did comparatively to before slowed down. And um, it was at that point where I kind of had to take on another job and I was working as um, an advisor and optician at uh, the glasses company Warby Parker for a while and balancing like like um, like doing a job that you're not necessarily super passionate about in order to do what it is that you're passionate about. 
And uh, that just really inspired me to like work even harder at the craft that I loved. Um, and I would say my first kind of like break, if you will, came in 2019 uh, when I got asked by an old friend of mine that I had done a, a short film with um, the summer before. I think it was 2018 that we did it. Um, I was asked by a friend, Danny Farber, to uh, be the casting director for a Chance the Rapper music video. And that was kind of my first like high profile gig project that just started kind of everything for me and and all of a sudden you know it wasn't just my passion anymore it was my passion plus this really cool credit and experience that you know on a resume looks great and it kind of adds a, a, an amount of seriousness uh to discussions when you're discussing about working on a project or acting on one so that was really cool that was kind of the first like like uh, true credit that I felt like I had gotten and earned and my experience working on that set was incredible and was it was it was a very eye-opening experience and then uh, in 2020 of course COVID hit and for a lot of my live performance uh, compatriots and brothers and sisters it it really took a toll um, on people's careers and their uh, was was a long period of silence where a lot of my friends weren't even sure if they were ever going to be acting again. And I, on the other hand, because I had kind of stuck exclusively to film and television, for me, my career kind of did the opposite. I ended up having a career year in 2020. Um, in May, I ended up signing with, with my new agent that I'm still with now, uh, the Guild Talent Group, and they are um, they are based in Chicago, Atlanta, and New York. So they represent me in all three of those um, cities, which has just been wonderful. It's gotten me some incredible auditions um, and opportunities over over the, the last couple years. Um, and so th that was another big step. And then um, towards the towards the end of of 2020, um, and I would say probably probably starting around August, um, I started getting cast in some bigger roles. I, I got cast as a character for three days filming um, up in Michigan uh, for this movie called Asbury Park, and uh, which I believe is coming out in 2022 sometime. Uh, don't quote me on that yet, but um, that featured some big, big name stars. Um, and and like even if you go on IMDb now and check it out, like all the, the top like six performers in the movie are all in like the IMDb top 10 or 20,000 star meter ranking. So it was just really cool to be a part of a project like that. And um, it was a very challenging role too. I basically played a a a, uh, a naive racist, basically someone who just hasn't had a lot of experience in life yet, and very very challenging. But I absolutely loved the experience and really went all out on that. And then when I had gotten back from uh, Michigan from filming that, um, I was fortunate enough to be cast in a Honey Nut Cheerios commercial, um, which was my first national booking, um, if you will. And that was through Gil Talent Group, that agency. And, and that was just such a crazy experience, like um, seeing seeing and being being an actor on a set actually like that big and, and working with a brand that so many people know is just it was it was such an extraordinary experience and i still get messages once a week at least from from people saying that they saw me on tv that week and it's it's 
crazy. That's the first time in my career that something like that had happened. Um, and uh, that 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 was just it's just phenomenal. I'm still so so grateful for that experience, and it's one that I reflect on all the time. Um, and then immediately after that, I, I did my first um, international uh, commercial uh, for this company called Karupi, which is like a car company. Um, and and that was a super cool experience. I believe that's on the air in Brazil now. Um, and then I did uh, a leading role, which was like ten days on set for a movie here in Chicago uh, with my with my really good friend Connor McBride. Um, got and that was more of like kind of a starring role capacity, like lead supporting role. And um, that character was actually like a closeted. Um, closeted homosexual character so there was also a, a, a very high level of depth with that character too um and and just it just that, so 2020 all in all just ended up being kind of my my breakout year if you will and it, looking back i think that will always be the year that where where my career feels like it really started um and then so far in 2021 i i am where i am now i've, I've still managed to make some beautiful connections um i now am a, a regular on a youtube channel called chicago reacts uh which i'm doing with my good acting friend michael um we're sitting at over 22,000 subs now um and we just we it's basically a reaction youtube channel um so that's been fun being in the studio for that um and uh yeah, Kenny, I, 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 I met you. Um, I mean, that, that's like, that's definitely been a highlight of this year. Um, we, we've, we've talked so, so much about, about projects that we're going to be working on this year um, and, and hopefully well into the future. Um, and that's, that all in all, people, is what brought me on to uh, uh, beam me up. So You know you um, are too that, kind to me. You that, really are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was a really, really long-winded answer. But like when when I get talking about all this stuff, I no, can just it's, go it's, on it's, for hours. It's great. It's great. I mean, it gives it makes you human, and you know the audience members can get to know you, which is exactly you know the entire point. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's awesome. You've had a really awesome career so far, and. To me, I was really excited about the Honey Nut Cheerios commercial. <laughs> you know, more so than probably you're like. I did a movie with Quentin Tarantino and James Cameron. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me about the Honey Nut Cheerios commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that that um, the the set that we did, we filmed it in this like old uh, church building, and um, the the premise of the commercial is I was a private in the military, and the um, in classic Cheerios commercial fashion, there's a drill sergeant, and that drill sergeant just so happens to be in a wonderful mood because of his. <laughs> of his Cheerios and um um the, uh, the 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 drill sergeant himself was was so funny. There were times on set where I had to like my face was beat red from laughing so hard at what, <laughs> what at the lines that they were giving this guy. And um, it was it was it was honestly a great set to be on for like a a and kind of an up and coming 
actor because yes it was it was obviously they had a massive budget for it um and there's a high pressure because you know it's a brand cheerios and they have very high standards and expectations and certain things need to be met so there is kind of a pressure on everybody there but at the same time it like the the environment was so open so um so wonderful and and laughing was encouraged you know outside of when we were when we were rolling and stuff like that but um it was a really wonderful set kenny uh to to have it kind of be my first like uh big national commercial spot or or big blockbuster movie type set production um i i also i got to meet um they they have at cheerios like the um this this version of buzz the bee that is like their official like quote uh buzz the bee makeup uh like little little figurine if you will uh-huh. um that they bring onto set and it represents the size that buzz the bee is going to be in the final cut of 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 the commercial um and uh you know the, the guy was going on and on about how they've had this particular buzz the bee for so many years and it's worth crazy amounts of money like they ship him in this like separate box and shipping container um anytime they they depending on where they shoot right they ship all of their um their branding stuff to wherever shoot shooting location like they're gonna be at so um yeah buzz the bee the official buzz uh, arrives in this like super special super highly sealed and protected box um <laughs> and crate and so it is it, it was just it was so cool i i was kind of like a little kid on christmas on on set um not not only like is is was it like so cool to be an actor on a national commercial but like also there's kind of this magic in the air you know you're you're technically working with buzz the beat like that's that's so cool exactly um, and only only just a handful honestly of people can really say that i mean when you look at the broad spectrum you know i mean there's yeah. not that many people that have done a cheerios commercial you know i mean yeah there are yeah but overall how many people do you know i know one you i even though i i talk so like highly of of myself and my passion in this career i'm also like i'm also pretty humble um there are so many people that have this dream right of of becoming an actor and doing what it is that i'm so so lucky enough to do and i i I even like with social media and stuff, I'm pretty bad with like um, sharing sharing things about my career and what I've been up to because I am I'm, I'm very I'm very I'm very humble and and I I don't like to take anything for granted and as excited as I am about this career, I understand that there are so many people who would who would kill to be in my shoes and that's not something I ever have nor will take for granted um but yes yes i am very aware of the fact that there are uh there's a very short list of people who have ever gotten to do a a commercial for honey nut cheerios and um i do feel very very fortunate to be on on that short list and you're fortunate to be where you are honestly what we'll do is we will link that commercial um, on the podcast Facebook page because we're going to drop this episode uh, Friday, day after tomorrow. Oh, 
crazy. I know, nice. right? <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a lot of work to put together, but I've already got everything else done for the episode. So, you know, oh, nice. I'm throw it in there. So, very nice. Very, very nice. Do you have any last words you would like to leave the listeners with? Um, I, I am so, so honored and thrilled to be a part of this. You know, um, I, I, I so this this has just become my entire life, and um, you know the the, no, the amount of sacrifices that I've made over the last five years between putting medicine behind and um, uh, you know like I I've made other sacrifices too. I, I spent a couple of years there in my mid twenties where I was living at home with my parents. You know, like like a lot of people do. Um, but just 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 know that like if if you truly love something. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a process and that, that passions are, are so, so rare in life. But I I do believe that everybody has, has something that they're passionate about. And my, my biggest like piece of advice to anybody, regardless of what your passion is, um, having a dynamic definition of, of success and what it means to be successful to you is, is extremely important to maintaining your own happiness and, um, to keeping yourself on that road to making your passion and your dreams come true. Um, realizing that there are going to be good days and bad days, but, but perspective taking and, and always looking for the good, even in the bad helps so, so much. Um, and, and that's why I think it's so cool, um, that you guys will be able to firsthand see the ups and downs of, of what a career as an actor, what, what a career as, as somebody who's pursuing their passion, um, what that's like. And I'm hoping that by joining you guys in season four, um, that you guys will be able to see all of it, the ups, the downs, the, the in-betweens, the, the good times, the bad times, the, the extreme highs. And I don't even like to say extreme lows, but the lows as well um and i think i think that that's so cool and kenny i i think that it's so cool that your audience is going to be able to um see that first time for and firsthand because not a lot of people get to um see all of that stuff um so i i feel honored to be a part of that and i think it's going to be one heck of a journey hey dude what's up did you ride your bike? I didn't. You didn't? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was a little late, and Emily was already at the door. And then we had to go down to, um, what's it called? Water her garden. Down at the little gardening plot that we rent for the year. Oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. I didn't know you did that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah so- this is the first year she's doing it. It's only 25 bucks for like a little plot, so she planted like cucumbers and stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome! Um, Tiffany grows yeah. basil actually in our kitchen window. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she's got like a little pot of basil, and every time like she tries to put something outside, like you know, mm-hmm. like she tried tomatoes and stuff like that before, like in buckets outside, you know, because yeah. we never want to put them in the ground because we we just rent. We don't want to you know, tear up the ground out here. So, you know, you can put them in yeah. buckets and every time she does that, like an animal gets into them out there. So we've kind of given yeah, up nah. on that. So, <laughs> you know, the basil works <laughs> and yeah, every time she's good. The I, is- we've had very bad, uh, bad luck growing basil indoors here. Really? Oh, yeah. There's not a lot of sunlight yeah. in our apartment. So 
I can see yeah. that though. You know, like <laughs> every time she puts uh flowers out, like um they always end up being a bird sanctuary. Yeah. And so they die. Um yeah, it's just it, we've kind of given up on all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh I always tell people I'm not very good at keeping things alive. I'm surprised I have an almost 3-year-old, you know. I mean, I really am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you're good at keeping the three-year-old alive. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. So, uh, what are you guys doing tonight? Uh, I just fixed one beta VCR, and now I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with the other beta VCR. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so yeah. much. Like, your your collection is just mind-blowing. I mean, it really is. Like, I, I think that you could probably go back in time to the 80s and, and be... Totally happy, you know. Oh satisfied. my god, I have dreams where, like, I'm, for whatever reason, I'm alive in the 80s mm-hmm. or I'm live in like the early 90s. And, like, when I'm alive in the early 90s, I can see whatever band I want. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah, which is really cool. Um, <laughs> and then when I go back to the 80s, I'm just like, I could just buy all this stuff and then just bring it back to like my real time and be fine. And I wake <laughs> up and I'm like, it's like Nightmare on Elm Street, like, but the opposite. Like, you enjoy going to sleep so you can bring things back. <laughs> Why don't I ever have cool dreams? I always have weird dreams. Like, I'm always running from something or being chased by something. Or, or I'm always on, like, some long, like, epic Lord of the Rings, Wizard of Oz type journey where I'm just, like, walking and walking for some reason and never getting to my destination. And I'm just like... You know, I'll wake up and I'm exhausted. I'm like, I didn't I have, sleep at I all. I have dreams where, like, I fly and shit. Oh, that's cool. And it's like, it's like awesome. That is cool. Like, okay, so have you ever had a dream, though, like, where it was just so, like, freaking real that it freaked you out? Like, have you ever had sleep paralysis? Because I had it one time. Freaked me out bad, man. I did. When I was in college, I, uh, I was stressing out over a test and I woke up. And I saw everything that I was still dreaming about, like, in my room. Yeah. But then it all just yeah. slowly faded away. Oh, my like, God. Like, as I slowly, like, was able to regain control of my body. Yeah. And it was, like, it was freaky. It was really freaky. So, in my dream, I was laying in the bed in my dream <laughs> next to Tiffany in our room. And it was dark. And I felt this presence come into the room that... um it was like an evil presence. I could tell it was not good. It was very malevolent. I could feel it. Yeah. And um, I tried to, because, you know, as I said, the room was dark. I tried to turn over to turn on the lamp. And I couldn't. Like, I couldn't turn over. But yeah. I heard the entity, you know, start to turn on the lamp. And it was one of those that you turn and it makes the click noise, right? Yeah. And I heard it click, click click and the light was not coming on but i heard like a growing static like static was growing in my oh, in my God. dream it was freaking me out and i was getting more and more scared right and i yeah. woke up like cuz it freaked me out and i saw tiffany there across from me and i was in the bed but i couldn't move and I tried to move my arms. I tried to, to speak, to yell at her. I could see her sleeping. And I, I could not move. Like, nothing was working on my body. And then finally, I just broke out of it. But, like, it just, it, that was the scariest thing. Like, it was like a, like, after 3 o'clock in the morning, and I woke up, and I didn't sleep the rest of the night. I mean, it, it screwed me bad. Oh, yeah. It is, like, 
freaky when that stuff. It's only happened to me like once or twice. Oh god! But those times that it happened to me, it's really really scary. I cannot imagine ever having having that happen again because that was the scariest thing that I've ever dealt with because. I, I was like, I was inside my body and I looked it up. Like as soon as I got up, I started Googling, right? Cause like, and of course everybody says the same thing. It's like, you feel like at least most people, what I could tell was like, you feel like there is a demon in the room with you or something. And, and it's like, you woke up dead and I'm like, Oh my God, that's exactly how I felt. Like it was weird. And yeah. so I, yeah, no, if I never experience that again, as long as I live, I will be happy. Yeah. It, it sucks. There's a whole, um, there's a uh, documentary. It used to be on Netflix called The Shadow People. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a documentary on that, on sleep paralysis. Yeah, no. I don't know if I could even watch it. You know what I mean? Like, because it <laughs> will probably give me PTSD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like... Yeah. Well, 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 they talk about, like, shadow people. They're like, Slenderman came in, and you're like, okay, Slenderman's not real. Like, Slenderman is not real, but yeah, evidently... Like, well, Evidently, that's like a whole, there's a whole subculture that believes he's real and like thinks that if you start imagining him or, or seeing him that he gets inside your head or whatever, it's dumb. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. There's also that movie that I heard is pretty bad, that Slenderman movie. Yeah, I haven't watched that. Um, No, me either. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, if I ever have nothing else to do, including no paint to watch dry, I will let you know how it is. (laughs) <laughs> and on that note, I will, I guess, let you go, and uh, I'll text you. I have some pages for you, and I have some pages from you that I need to read. I'm going to be okay. childless tomorrow. <laughs> We're going to be childless, so I may have actually time to do stuff. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So, all right, I will let you go, and I will talk to you in a bit. Awesome. See you later. Bye, Bye. buddy. Bro, so I'm uh. I was outside trying to get my grill to go, trying to get it to start, you know, charcoal grill. And I was literally pouring in the charcoal when this ra- this random ass dude looked like a dopehead came out of nowhere. And he was like, uh, hey, what's up, man? And I was like, what's up, dude? And I left it at that and I went back to, you know, rearranging my charcoal. And uh, I could see like through the corner of my eye, he was like still looking at me, like trying to talk to me because I had my AirPods in. And so I take my AirPods, and I was like, what's up, man? And he said, oh, nothing much, man. You remember me? And I was like, dude, I, I literally said to him, I said, dude, I have no idea who the fuck you are. What's up? And uh, he was like, man, you know Lucky. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I know Lucky. Lucky is the owner of a uh, tattoo parlor around here that I go to sometimes. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, I met you at Lucky 7 one time. And I'm like, okay, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't know who you are. I have no idea. And I'm sitting out there drinking a beer. I'm like sipping on a beer, dude. And he was like, he goes, hey, man, do you want a cigarette? And I'm like, uh, no, thanks, man. I don't smoke. Thanks, though. And he said, okay, well, can I have a beer? And I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, sure, man. And so I gave, I went inside, got him a beer. And then um, I came back out and that was it, dude. Like, we didn't say anything else for like two minutes. And then he finally looks at me and he was like, uh, dude, listen to this listen to this, and he had headphones, and like his big ghetto-ass headphones on, they weren't name-branded or anything, but they were big and gross, he was like, man, check out this artist, and I was like, nah, man, I'm cool, I've got my AirPods in, there's a pandemic going on right now, I'm good, thanks, though, I appreciate it, who's the, who's the artist, I'll check him out, he was like, oh, man, it's Scarface, Scarface is a rapper from, um, 
New Orleans. I think he's from New Orleans. But anyways, I was like, no, dude, I'm good. He said, okay. And he sat there like another 45 seconds. And then he was like, hey, thanks for the brew, bro. I was like, damn, dude, that's a tongue twister. I can barely say that. How did your dope-headed ass say that shit? And uh, I said, okay, well, enjoy, man. And I literally turned around for, I'm not even lying, Scott, seven seconds, maybe less. And I turned back around, and I see this dude nowhere to the point where I walked into my apartment, and I looked around to make sure this dude didn't, like, sneak in my shit because I had my AirPods in. I couldn't hear a fucking thing. Dude, I was... I was sketched out. And on top of that, that bad juju having motherfucker, I couldn't even get my grill to light, dude. I don't know what it is. It rained so much last week. I don't know if my charcoal got wet or not because I left it outside, but it was wrapped up in a, in a, in a box or in a bag in a, in a box. So I don't know. Maybe. Hello. Hey, dude. What's up? Um, you know, I'm just outside walking in the nature sounds tranquil you know nature yeah you know nature yeah yeah hmm i didn't say anything uh, okay um can you uh can you so you know nature uh, yeah i mean i wouldn't say that you know <laughs> We're, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm one with nature, but you know, yeah, I would say so. Can you, uh, can you spell the word nature? And I'm not, I'm not asking this to be funny. I'm asking if you can, I'm, uh, I'm just kind of seeing how it comes out of your mouth when you say it, because it tells a lot about a person. So what, so can you, can you spell nature? Sure. Um, in. Can you, wait, 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 and when you spell it. Can you be a little more calm because you seem a little aggressive right now when you're talking to me? I seem aggressive. Okay. Okay. And right there, the way the way you asked me that, it was almost <laughs> as if you wanted to pick a fight with me. So let's kind of let's 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 purge that from you. Spell nature. Purging in the most now. Purging peaceful, now. Okay. peaceful purging way you can imagine, you can think of. Okay. Here. <clears throat> N. Wait till I count to three. Okay. 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 Go ahead. Here goes. One. Two, three. N A T U R E. Nature. Okay. Okay. Now the, the N was very aggressive. The U was equally as aggressive. So what I want you to do. This is your homework, Scott. Oh my god. Okay. I want you to. Do, do you know a? Uh, you know Ted Nugent? Yes. He wore a loincloth on stage back in the day. I want you to make your own out of uh, cotton swabs. Oh, okay. I want you to sew them together, make a make a loincloth. It's a cotton ball loincloth. Do not wear it because you'll embarrass yourself when you look in the mirror. I want you to wear it on your head like a hat. And then I want you to practice patting the top of it like really softly it's like you're giving your head like a nice pat but there's cotton balls cotton swabs between you and your hand and that will in my opinion 
and I'm not a professional, but in my opinion, that will make you more peaceful. So when you spell nature, can I give you an example of how you can spell it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, but you do me a favor and count to three non-aggressively? Non-aggressively. Okay, I, I think that's just my southern twang, but sure, okay. All right, so. Okay, it's not, it's not, though. It's, it's, it's not your aggressive. Okay, please count to three non-aggressively. One. Two. That was a little too aggressive. Please do the two again. As soft as you did the one. Two. Three. N A T U R E. Nature. You can always go nature or go nature and you can twirl around with the cotton ball, cotton swap thing on your head. And as you're patting your head, you will twirl around, you will go, nature, almost like a horse, nature. So that's your homework. And uh, I heard you giggling a little bit, and that's good, but I need to make sure that you're laughing at yourself totally. and not at me, because again, that is, that is aggressive laughter. I'm totally laughing at myself right now. <laughs> okay, that's good. Now listen, uh, I'm going to hang up on you now, Okay. Have a good weekend. Okay, bye. On behalf of Beam Me Up, please visit AntonYelchinFoundation.org. Thank you.